it's Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Uh, it's January 5th, and it's funny. There are so many people you talk to this week in Calgary who are on a new kick, who are like, you know what? This is the year where I'm going to blank. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do more of Read this. Read more, study more. And less of this. Yeah. And then it's all like, okay, now it's Thursday. It's almost the first weekend of the new year. And it's like, how about a little status check? Yeah. Right now with your 2023 goals of all the things you've tried to put into your brain to manifest this year, where are you at? Uh, let us know. And then maybe we can all keep each other a little bit accountable, a little in check, and give a little support. No big changes. I think, if anything, more of a uh, return to routine. Because that week between Christmas and and New Year's, routine was completely out the window. And I think I was doing well up until that week off. And it's like, okay, now we're back into routine. Now we're doing the normal things. Now we're we're doing all the things we should be doing. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. And, and and I just I feel like I'm like more anti better myself than ever before. Anti better yourself. Okay, <laughs> explain that this because Danae, you told yeah. us uh, earlier this week that the two words that you're going to try and live by this year are good enough. Good enough. That is my motto, and I feel like I've been like slowly kind of adopting this over the last few months. But for a lot of years, I feel like I've been striving per- for perfection, haven't hit it, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of, <laughs> I'm sick of trying so damn hard all the time, and I just don't want to anymore. And so I feel like, I, I feel like you know, I, I had a friend of mine say, say to me early, just in December saying, I hope 2023 is the year you start taking care of yourself and start ah, thinking about yourself. Huh. So I feel like the good enough motto is like kind of, kind of that, like put myself first and be like, well, I'm not going to break my back to do that thing. Good enough. It's funny uh, because good enough is something that sometimes Fuzzy is, uh, and I, as uh, as your friends and, like, family circle here, yeah. Yeah. be like, Danae, you're doing too much. Yeah. Like, like, don't say yes to everybody yeah. who asks you to do yeah. something because you only have so much time. Now, don't get it twisted. There are things that aren't good enough, and there are things where you do need to go hard. And- yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's Absolutely. a lot There's a lot of good enough out there. Totally. And obviously, like, I'm always going to strive for perfection and, like, you know, like hanging out with you guys every day and, you know, raising my children and everything, but everything else. <laughs> <laughs> the man-child, sasky girl, and the girl. Dad of two dogs. One who actually likes him. Virgin Mornings in Calgary with Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Subscribe so you never miss an episode. 98.5 Virgin Radio. Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy, what are the odds there are crazier stories about people who have misplaced rings than the one we're about to share. Because, Fuzzy, I feel like it's a very common thing for people to lose a ring and then find it in a weird place. Yeah, and the fact that you find anything 21 years after the fact. Oh, my goodness. Unheard of. That that doesn't seem like that's a thing. Like, if it's gone more than, like, a year, you're never going to see it again. See you forever, right? Uh, Lost ring stories. If you got them, text 985-985. Check this one out. It's this, uh, this couple. They've been together for a while. In fact, uh, 21 years this year. But a few minutes into their marriage, it's that thing where, like, you know when you aren't used to wearing a piece of jewelry? It could yes. be a necklace. It could mm-hmm. be earrings. It could be a ring. And you're just not used to how it fits and what to do with it. And and this woman had just, just received her wedding ring, and it hadn't really kind of set into her hand yet. And it was kind of loose and all whatever. And she bumped it off the bathroom counter, <laughs> and it went straight into what a nightmare. 
Could you imagine watching something that valuable <laughs> go down the no, toilet, no. flushed away? Yeah. Oh. I'd rather just lose it and not know where it went. Yeah, See? it's true. No, it's like, also, you're like, what kind of an omen is this that, yeah. like, my symbol of love is being flushed down the toilet? Yeah. Uh, this is one of those homes, too, where it's not hooked up to regular city plumbing. So they've got uh, a septic system that oh, people okay. have out at cabins and stuff. Well, you can find it then. Well, uh, apparently they spent weeks and weeks uh, excavating the septic tank. Uh, here's another gross word to use when thinking about septic tank. Sifting. Yeah. The si- oh, septic tank. Oh, sifting through fecal matter. No. They were uh, they were digging for it and uh, never did find it. 20 years go by <laughs> until all of a sudden this married couple is now moving out of the house. They're passing it down to their kids. It's this wonderful thing. They're ready to move on in their lives. They're going, you know what? This bathroom could use an upgrade or two, especially that old toilet. Man, that thing is, uh, let's, let's, let's get a new one. So as they are taking apart the old bathroom plumbing and putting on the new one, they spot something somewhat shiny. And I say somewhat shiny because <laughs> yeah. within the be? pipe system of this yes. toilet. Yeah. There's the wedding ring. Huh. They get it cleaned up and a guy gets to go to his mom's house and say, Mom, look what I found. Here's your wedding ring you lost 21 oh, years ago. She said, no, you're good. You can keep that. Yeah. That has seen some stuff. He said, well, I did clean it very thoroughly. Yeah. And she said, are you sure? And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, several times. Yeah. Several times. This thing's squeaky clean. Of course, the ring since then had been replaced. And they, yeah. they moved yeah. on thinking it's gone forever. Yeah. And now it's this, like, wonderful, like, token of, like, hey, we, we lasted as long as this ring. And literally, the ring went into the toilet. Yeah. And beyond. And our marriage survived. And here we are. 21 years later still love each other so it never made it to the septic system it was like still just under their butts the whole time oh, <laughs> it was in some type of uh some type of strange unpleasant oh crevice but, uh, it uh was found um, uh, we're hearing so many stories though this morning today of people who lost their rings and found them in incredible ways yeah and sarah your husband lost his wedding ring twice yeah so my husband and i got married in the dominican and a couple days later, our whole family went on this excursion. We went snorkeling. And uh, I couldn't do it. I had like a major panic attack and I went back to the boat. And uh, my whole, like our whole family comes back after the excursion and they all go, you have to yell at your husband for losing his wedding ring. And Uh-oh. I was like, oh, what? no. Like, what do you mean? And they're like, all good. The tour guide dove down and found it. What? But, oh, my God, like, I guess his ring, like, fell off of his finger, and it floated down to the bottom of the ocean. Like, he tried to grab it, but because of the, I don't know, like, the pull in the water, it, like, like, yeah, like, the current, it, like, kept drifting further and further away from him. And he's like, oh, my God, like, the ring's gone forever. And, the like, our whole family caused, like, a whole commotion and everything, and the tour guide was like, I'll go down, I'll find it. He dove down, like, 30 feet of water, and... Wow! Like insane. The tour guide must have gotten a big tip for finding that <laughs> ring. Yeah, we were we were very very appreciative that he was able to find it. Is this oh tour guide God. also a treasure hunter on the side? Yeah, yeah. he already found a ring on the bottom of the ocean. Amazing. I know, I know. He was very very talented. That's for sure. Okay, Sarah, you said in your text he lost it twice on that trip. He actually did lose it again that trip. I forgot about that. Holy oh, cow! Yeah. 
then, so after our whole family leaves, we go to our, we go on our honeymoon and we went to a different resort and he's playing volleyball and I'm telling him like, you have to take the ring off, like don't lose it again. And he's playing volleyball and the ring goes flying off his finger. <laughs> and, and we're like, oh my God, it could be anywhere. It could be in, in the pool. It could be, it, maybe it flew like off onto the side of the pool. There's all these bushes and everything in the middle of the pool too. So we're like, it could be in the bushes. Everybody stopped what they were doing, and like the whole resort at this point is like looking for his wedding ring. Wow! And it, it was in the bushes, wasn't it? Somebody oh, right found there. it in the bushes <laughs> in the middle of he's the right pool. There. I, I'm glad that your husband is there with you because, he, like, somebody who loses a ring twice in the same trip, you may be, they may be trying to get out of it already, oh. right? So the fact that he's still there is good news. Yeah. Okay, that is so. Intense. Yeah. <laughs> Lost twice, one trip. Found twice. What a story for Sarah and her man. I love that they're together as she's telling it. Yeah. With a gleam in her eye and probably yeah. the thing going, hey, you have it on right now? Huh? You got it on right now? Huh? We got a text from Thomas that we got to uh, get him on the show to tell us about uh, losing a ring in Kananaskis. After falling down a waterfall with his wife. What? Oh, my gosh. We were down in Kananaskis there walking long uh, creek and there was a fairly decent sized waterfall and there was a whole there was uh, me my wife and a couple other friends of ours and we uh, had a couple little trinky poos and decided to cross over the waterfall on this log turns out uh, the log was a little slippier yeah yeah exactly funny how that happens eh <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah the uh my wife she slipped and she went down the waterfall I was like, oh, oh, no. Is she okay? Oh, yeah, mostly. <laughs> so, <laughs> she's good. Oh, yikes. But, um, yeah, so I, I jumped in just, I don't know, natural instinct, I guess. And, uh, yeah, pulled her out. It wasn't that much of a fall. It was maybe only like 10 feet or so. <laughs> Pull, still... Pulled her out on the side of the river there. And uh, I was like, oh, no, my, my ring's gone. So... Yeah, I kind of just stared at the water, shoved my hand in it, and boom. I, I grabbed it first tee. Wow. So, okay, your wife falls down a only 10-foot waterfall. In my mind, humongous. Yeah. yeah. And then you lose your ring, and then you're like, ah, let's just see. Blindly stick your hand there in it. There's is. your ring. Yes. Yeah, I know. It It sounds ridiculous. Nope. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty crazy. You could have lost not only the ring forever, but your wife forever. Yeah. Tell me you bought a lottery ticket after that. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Missed opportunity, Thomas. Up. Missed opportunity. Wow. Uh, so I, I always joke with her now every time I hear, don't go chasing waterfalls. I, <laughs> 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 Uh, lost and found ring stories. Uh, this one from Connor is uh, is pretty intense. So I was uh, married to my wife. We've married 15 years now. We've married about two years at the time. We were going into an Oilers playoff game, and my dad was dropping us off outside what was um, Rexall at the time. And my wife was just putting on hand cream really quick before we got out of the vehicle. We get out of the vehicle. You know, there's 22,000 people walking in the front doors. And we get in there. We've had a drink. We've had a couple of drinks. And my wife says, oh, no, I lost my wedding ring. Oh. So we really quickly just went from, like, the front doors. It was snowing like crazy. 
we left it. We just considered it lost. And this was ring and engagement ring. Oh, oh. Next morning, set. Next morning, my dad comes downstairs. He's like, we got to at least go try and look. And I, I just considered it written off. I was a little pissed off about it. And <laughs> my wife says, no, we got to go. We got to go. Went back there, parked exactly where he let us out. As soon as my wife got out of the car, and mind you, it had been snowing probably six, eight inches overnight. Whoa. My wife noticed her lip chat. And it's just like, that's my lip chat. And no word of a lie, she walked up to the lip chat. She just brushed her hand through the snow a couple times. And again, 22,000 people walking across this exact spot overnight. <laughs> we, dug, we dug for two seconds, found both rings. Oh, wow. no way. Within like two minutes. Insane. That was wild. And we tell the story all the time. And people, people rarely even believe us, to be fair. Oh, and like... Like in Edmonton, the, where that arena was. Like, in Edmonton, they steal gold teeth out of people's faces. <laughs> right? Like the fact that it was still you are so lucky. If you've got a story about losing a very important ring, where you eventually, unexpectedly, and almost <laughs> miraculously found that ring, we'd love to hear from you. You could text 985985. Oh, man, still really from that story that Thomas told us about an hour ago about how his wife ate, fell down a only 10-foot fall wa- long waterfall. Yeah. He hopped in to save her, lost his ring in the process, and then found it like immediately afterwards. The good thing, every story has a happy ending because it is lost and found. But, oh, man, the links Shauna goes to get hers back. Have a listen to this. Um, well, I was actually, I was doing some baking, and uh, I noticed my ring wasn't on the table anymore. So then I came in the living room and looked, and I saw it sitting in front of my, my bulldog's face, but the prong was over and the diamond was gone. Oh, no! Oh, no! Then I, then I, then I was like, uh-oh. I didn't really know if he ate it or not. So then I just, every time he pooped, I would put it in a plastic bag, and I collected it for about a week. It was winter, thank goodness. And then... Um, then at the end of the week, I went in the bathroom and locked the door and left my kids out. Put it all in a strainer that I don't have anymore. And oh, I put it wow, wow, I, wow, wow. I, I poured water over it, and then all of a sudden I saw sparkling in the strainer, and there was my diamonds. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shauna, how amazing did it feel after going through what you went through, which we're not going to ask you to describe any more than what you did. Yeah. To see the sparkle at the end of the of that process. <laughs> yes, that was that was pretty crazy. So then, uh, yeah, I had it put back in the ring, and then they um, said, you know, that would have been covered by insurance. Oh. <laughs> like, okay. but, but aren't you glad you got it yourself? <laughs> Still gave me a good feeling to find it. <laughs> Shauna, hearing that story makes me wonder what other things over the years your dog has eaten and that just right. ended up passing through. <laughs> Did you find anything else while you were searching for the diamond? No, no, that was that was about it. Oh. I couldn't believe that he managed to get the diamond out and just leave the rest of the ring. That was really <sighs> weird. Oh my goodness, that's a crazy story. Yes, he's no longer with me, but uh, that was one story that I have. <laughs> hey, he's attached to a to a story you could share for the rest of exactly. your life, so he'll always be a part of your memory. Wear my ri- I don't wear my ring anymore because I'm not married anymore. <laughs> Sorry, were we talking about your husband or the dog? Yeah. <laughs> I, Sounds like both. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no longer married. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> How is that for a crazy story about a lost and found yeah. wedding ring? Uh, if you've got a story about losing a very important ring where you eventually, 
unexpectedly and almost <laughs> miraculously found that ring. We'd love to hear from you. You could text 985-985. Fuzzy, we were just talking about the couple who had their wedding ring show up 21 years later yeah. after it was literally lost down the drain in the... Flush down the turlet. Such a heartbreaker, but they managed to end up getting it back 21 years later. Now, while that story was a bit of a slow ride where it kind of eventually paid off 21 years later, what you're about to hear is more of a roller coaster. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but a (laughs) feel-good Calgary story about a lost and found ring from our buddy Frank. Well, I was security slash concierge for a building downtown, and... One of the tenants came down about 8 o'clock at night and was dumping her garbage, and the door had slammed on her ring finger and knocked out the diamond of her wedding ring. Holy oh, wow. Oh, no. And she was, if I remember, I think about the 20th floor. Oh, wow. No, Not knowing what to do, I just got a hold of the apartment manager, and we blocked off the garbage chute. Put on some rubber gloves and started looking for it. Wow. Oh, my goodness. And, Frank, did you find it? You know, it was about an hour and a half, two hours of looking through. <laughs> we kept finding little pieces of glass that we were thought it was a diamond, but no. Oh, that's rough. We were getting down to the very end of the stuff on the bottom, and something just sparkled. <laughs> and that was it. I took it back up to her apartment and she was actually on the phone with her husband at the time bawling her head off when we showed her the diamond that we had found it she broke down even more ugly cry happy tears oh it was and i could hear her husband on the other end of the phone he was just i can't believe they found it I i can't believe we did either and i tell you it was it was such a good feeling. I was going to say, Frank, how did it feel to literally be the hero in the story? <laughs> you know, both me and the manager, we couldn't believe ourselves that we found it. And even the manager's wife, I could see a few tears coming down her eyes. <laughs> totally. I bet you got a huge tip that year, Frank. You know, just at that time, doing stuff for people in the building was, it was fulfilling. We had an incident where the garage had flooded underground parking because of the river, and we had to help people up and down their stairs with their babies, their groceries, with everything for over a month. Frank, that is like the ultimate feel-good story today, that you went above and beyond to help somebody out like that, and it all worked out. You know, it, it was, and it was just to see the look on her face, that made my whole year. Virgin Mornings in Calgary with Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Where you are the star of the show. Yep, surprise. You're being interviewed at 7 in the morning. Wake up. 98.5 Virgin Radio. It's Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Hey, uh, wondering, what uh, what sound do you think an angry moose makes? <laughs> Maybe some lame. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one thing's for yes. sure, listening right now, there's no way you'd want either of those things <laughs> angrily chasing you through a park in Red Deer. But this happened to a man who was just going for a walk. And all of a sudden, there's a, a giant moose. And we're not talking like, we're talking like with the big antlers. Mm, yeah. yeah. 
We're talking to this guy. His name is David Meredith, and he was out for a walk, and he noticed a moose up ahead. And usually best practices, turn around and walk the other way. One of the world's biggest mammals. Yes. And so, uh, David, though, he decided, you know what, I'm going to watch this majestic creature from behind a tree. Mm. Well, the moose noticed him and came straight towards him. Thanks, Thankfully, David... Um, Obviously, an experienced tree climber because he ripped up a tree and uh, managed to get video of this moose who like started like charging back and forth. At one point, started like using his antlers on like a tree right in front of him. Uh, was not happy. It took about ten minutes before the moose finally took off and ran the other way. David ran down the tree and took off running the opposite direction. Okay, when you're watching this moose like stalk him in the tree, yeah. At some point, you're like, if this moose wanted to. Could it just charge the tree and knock it over? Yeah. Like, this is a very, very powerful, yeah. gigantic creature. Have you seen what Mies do to cars and vehicles yeah. and trucks and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah. If that wants that tree down, the moose would do that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the best part about the entire thing is that uh, our friends from CTV News talked to David Meredith about the entire thing. And I just love to picture the behind the scenes of the reporter interviewing him and being like, so he climbed a tree. Hey, can you show me how you did it? And sure enough, there David goes and puts on a clinic for how to climb a tree and then also shows how he jumped down and ran away. It's one of the greatest things ever. And I'm feeling like, you know, there's a lot of moose. I just saw a moose right before Christmas up in Rocky Ridge after picking up my son from his day home. There's a oh. lot of near moose encounters. We all need to learn from David how to climb trees, obviously. Or run the other way in the first place instead of sitting there and watching Or do it. that. Definitely walk away. But if you don't have the chance, a tree is the way to go. This just reminds me, my wife, Kelly, had a horrifying experience with a moose once. Oh. So she was out for lunch with the girls from work. And this is where the moose encounter took place. Okay. They're at Montana's. Oh, God. God. And they're like, good news. It's, it's your her birthday. birthday. And then she had to put on the moose antlers. And the people came out and they're like, happy, happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. That happy, is terrifying. Happy, 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 happy And I bet she wishes she could have climbed a tree nearby to get away from it. Virgin Mornings in Calgary with Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Real. Fun and all about Calgary. 98.5 Virgin Radio. Virgin Radio is giving away $100,000 to destroy yes, your debts. Just yes. come right out with it. I'm just going to rip it off like a freaking Band-Aid. <laughs> Virgin Radio is giving one person $100,000 cash. Just take a moment right now, Fuzzy, and, and imagine what life would be like yeah. winning that amount of money. It's beyond life-changing. Yeah, I'm just picturing finishing school. You look back and you've got a whole bunch of student loan debt to pay off eventually over the years. You're like... All right, I'm going to have to get to that soon. And, you know, it'd be nice to start my life, maybe get married, maybe buy a house. All of that costs money. How am I going to do this? I'm going to be in an, an overwhelming sea of debt for the rest of my life. And then you realize, oh, wait, there's $100,000 that Virgin Radio just gave me to take care of that student loan debt, to pay for the wedding of, of, of my dreams, and to buy my first house. <laughs> like just right there. Like, could you imagine Your life is the, set the amount? Up. Of, I feel like you'd be floating. Yeah. yeah, you'd literally be levitating and hovering based on the feeling of of having that type of like financial just change. Just I love, just just change. I love the timing of this whole thing too because we start the contest on Monday, January 9th. January, the most depressing month of the entire huh? year. You're coming off that glow of Christmas and then oh, right, all that money that I spent at Christmas. Oh, oh, it was so cold in December. Oh, now my energy bills are coming yeah. in. Right? Like the stress is so so high. You get those January blues. Throw yourself into this and just dream with us. Dream with us what $100,000 can mean and know that 
It's going to happen for somebody. Or what about a couple that's sitting there thinking, you know what, we would really love to start our family. Unfortunately, we're not able to do it because of medical reasons. Yes, exactly. So all of a sudden, uh, you take a look at the IVF and uh, you take a look and you're like, okay, it's real expensive. I don't know if we're going to be able to afford this right now. Oh, what's that? $100,000. Wow. Change your life. Just think about it for a minute and the difference it would make uh, in your life. $100,000 cash. It's a real thing. Oh, and by the way, there's also a $1,000 cash prize every day for a different winner. It is the Virgin Radio $100,000 Destroy Your Debt Contest. Big shout out to our friends at MNP 310 Debt License Insolvency Trustees. Your first chance at winning $100,000 cash to destroy your debt is coming up. Monday morning at 8 o'clock with us on Virgin Radio. Every scar has a story. We want you to tell and tell with Discovery. Let us be the people who ask the awkward questions around Calgary. Because we know you're curious, but Fuzzy, it's very awkward to walk up to somebody and be like, uh, hey. Oh, uh, what is that on your face? How did that happen? Oh. It, like, starts at your eye, and it goes all the way down to your chin and then back up to the other eye. You're not going to say that in real life. No. Here it's okay to ask, what's up with that scar? How'd you get it? Yeah, here to join us with her story of her scar and how she got it is Riley. Okay, so I have this, like, wedge-shaped scar on my left palm from where my friend stabbed me while we were sword fighting with kitchen knives. Oh, my God. No, I wish I could say I was like 12, but this actually happened when I was 21. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You were stabbed by a friend when you were 21? (laughs) Yes. So me and my friend were making dinner, and we both had knives, right? We're like chopping vegetables. And we started goofing off and like, you know, like fencing with them, pairing with them, and laughing. And at one point, his blade slipped against mine, and I instinctively put my hand up, right, to like shield myself from my... Face and his blade went twisting right into my hand. Wow. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And immediately it was like, oh, my gosh. It was so gross. It was like gushing blood. I won't go into detail, but he drove me to the hospital, and I had to have surgery, and they actually had to repair my tendons. Oh, my. Like, I know. And, it, you know, it looks fine now, and my hand functions normally. Like, I'm sure if I, like, you know, gripped as hard as I could with both hands. Probably my left one would be a little bit weaker, but that's why I have this scar and also why I don't play with knives anymore. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a cautionary tale here for sure. Riley, I gotta know, what was it like when you went to the hospital with your friend who's a dude and it's like, hey, we were play fighting with knives and he stabbed me, but it was an accident. Like, how does that explanation go down? <laughs> Excuse me, sir, would you mind staying out here? Yes. We want to exactly. <laughs> Honestly, um, even though I was in a lot of pain, we were both kind of suppressing laughter. So I think that they believed we were dumb enough to do this. He knew it was a light, although it was a bad case of judgment, but a light situation. <laughs> right. You know, and, and no offense to any 21-year-olds out there, but, I mean, you've been 21, right? You've done some dumb things. Virgin Mornings in Calgary with Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Where you are the star of the show. Good morning. 98.5. Virgin Radio.